0: Hello and welcome back to Freedom Machines with Freddie Dobbs. I am currently halfway through enjoying a two-week stint with the Royal Enfield Scram 411. The weather in Lithuania has been, it's been a bit mixed. It's beautiful weather, well, I say it's beautiful weather, it was clear blue sky and now as is often the case with Lithuania. It goes from clear blue sky to clouds, to rain, and then back to blue sky. But my point being, when you're in a country like this with, with changing weather and so much open space, like we've got here in Lithuania, population of just 2.6 million in a decent sized country, there are limitless, and it's blown my mind, limitless country roads, tracks, off-road areas to go on it's i don't know if i said it before but it's nothing like england where everyone owns every piece of land in england every bit of land will be a farmer's bit of land or something like that of course you have the green lanes the dedicated areas where you can go off-roading but lithuania is very very different the second you're out of vilnius the capital city get out onto the open roads and you will see about one house Little farmhouse or something, once every five or ten minutes, it is almost completely unspoiled countryside and then, on the roads, you go through huge forests with big pine trees everywhere to the left and right of you, and every so often there are lanes heading off. but these aren't lanes with with fences on either side and and signs saying private land. These are all lanes with no one around no cars around and it's free land that you can go on with any number of tracks that you can take your pick of honestly you could ride for 10 years and still not even have touched the surface of these off-roading areas and it's a big range of things it's it's soft kind of muddy gravel tracks with open scenery to your left and right it's undulating hills going up soft muddy banks and it's even a few sandy areas where you can get bogged down and i took monica out yesterday we went on a ride with the scram 411 because we were filming for the youtube review having a nice little ride through these these beautiful uh, roads with huge pine trees on either side of us and we decided to just turn off and i let monica jump off because just ahead of me there was a bend going off to the left and then it forked off into two of course no one around at all there was a steep bank which funnily enough was slightly sandy no idea why but steep sandy bank off to the right hand side and down to the left it uh, the dirt track just bent round to the left and then off to the right so monica jumped off and i i just i had no idea if i'd be able to make this steep Well, in my eyes, fairly steepish incline. So I headed off, I didn't do anything special. I I just didn't even stand on the bike. I just headed off first gear, put it into second gear as quickly as possible. I mean, the Scram 411 isn't powerful enough to spin up the rear wheel, but I put it into second gear, headed off up this hill. And the Scram 411, it just skipped up with no issue. I didn't even need to put my feet down. And that for me, is a big achievement because I'm not the greatest off-roader but what this day did, it it really reminded me, because it's been a while since I've done this, it reminded me of how fun off-roading is. And it also reminded me of how good it is to have a motorbike that can do everything. Because especially in today's day and age with all of the fear about well, it's been in the UK news today, 500 pound a month average energy bills coming for all households. People won't be, able to, won't be able to heat their houses and they'll have to choose whether they do the weak food shop or turn on the heating this winter. With all of the things going on at the moment, uh, the, the struggles that people may be having financially, it makes absolute sense if you're a biker to be able to have a motorbike that can do everything because however cheap and inexpensive a motorbike that you buy, it's still expensive owning any more than one bike with the the annual road tax, the insurance, the maintenance. It's still a lot of money. You're still going to have to pay probably, even if you do all of the servicing yourself for everything, including insurance, you're still gonna have to pay 500 pounds a year, surely. And that's assuming that you've managed to buy your bike, not on finance. So having a do-it-all bike, something like the Scram 411, oh, it's just an amazing thing to be able to transition from road to off-roading back again. And, and I won't go into too much detail on the bike because I've done this on the, the YouTube review, but, having a bike that's only four thousand six hundred pounds in the scram 411 it means that you can you can do this transition between road and off-roading and you don't worry if you drop it it's that beautiful price point where you're not suffering from huge paranoia every time you try and off-road it i mean i remember doing a little bit of soft off-roading it it was, it was really fairly soft on the Harley Davidson. What was it called? The God, what's the Harley Davidson adventure bike called the Harley Davidson pan. I've even got Monica trying to think Oh, Pan America, maybe the Pan America. I think that's right. The Harley Davidson Pan America did a little bit of soft off-roading on that in Tenerife. But honestly, I know it was, uh, one of the, the show bikes at Harley Davidson Tenerife, but I was, Completely petrified because I was fearing that I may damage it. It's a big heavy bike, and I was going up a fairly fairly soft incline, but the whole time I was thinking, oh my god, if I drop this, I'm in a huge amount of trouble. And it's the purity that you get with these cheaper bikes. Some of these big adventure bikes, yes, they're brilliant bikes, they're great, but you know, they're just too big and too valuable to be taking off-roading with any form of aggression at all. The fun off-roading comes from having a bike that you're not afraid to drop, from being able to make mistakes. Because if you make a mistake, you buy a 15, an 18K adventure bike and you make a mistake, well, that is the only mistake you'll ever make because you will not be able to keep on paying huge bills to repair it. You need to have a bike if you want to be enjoying some off-roading. You've got to have a bike that is fairly inexpensive that is where the joy comes and yesterday's riding it it really reminded me of the joy of taking a bike off-road and just having some good honest fun with it i do it on the bonneville sometimes but the bonneville is no off-roader it's fairly heavy it's fairly low i've already scratched up the bottom of the frame quite badly and devalued the bike by about 30 percent um, so it's still, it's still good fun with my Bonneville, but you can tell it, it doesn't want to be pushed too hard in any decently serious off-roading. But God, that Scram 411 is very, very different. You know, it's got that crash plate underneath it. It's got fairly high suspension, 24 horsepower. That is all you need. I wouldn't want one horsepower more off-roading, not even one. It's perfect because I don't want a hundred horsepower motorbike for off-roading. Because I'll be spinning out the rear wheel all the time, you can't, you can't surely ever need more than let's say 40 horsepower for off-roading. Any more than that is actually so much it's detrimental because it it cannot even begin to dream of coping with the amount of power that you need to be putting down to the rear wheel. It will constantly be spinning. There's no point at all. Um, so I'll I won't go into too much more detail on the scram form one, but. But my Lord, it's a good, a good, good fun bike. And at 4,600 pounds, which means I have to do this because I don't know if I could ever sell my Bonneville. That's the truth. But, but if I were to get a second bike just for a bit of fun on the weekends, you know, maybe a little bit of light off-roading and who knows, the truth is it may even evolve into being my favorite everyday bike. It's got enough power for the roads. If I wanted to buy that, uh, let's have a look at this. 4,600 pounds. I, I don't have that, so I'd need to take a loan out. So let's say if I did, I know some people don't like the idea of loans, but ah, sometimes you have gotta just follow your dreams. Okay, 4,600 pounds over four years. And I will say, let's say an interest rate of 8%. That means it would be a monthly repayment. I mean, this is why I love Royal Enfield. It's a monthly repayment of 111 pounds a month. That's with zero deposit. So you could go to a Royal Enfield dealership tomorrow and and actually go and buy a bike. You do your, your finance application that can be done within three or four days or something. Sometimes I feel guilty, I'm giving awful advice here, but you do your finance application, three days later it could be approved, there's 4,600 pounds that could be in your bank, go into a Royal Enfield dealership and pick up one of those. You haven't had to pay or fork out any big initial expenditure, and it's just 111 pounds a month. Is that some good financial advice? I I don't know. I better not comment too much more on that. But that's a really, really tantalising proposition. I want to move on because when I chat to people over the week, I I always save uh, the conversations that I want to mention on the podcast. But very stupidly, I was tidying up my desktop and I ended up deleting absolutely everything. So I was trying to remember... A couple of the conversations that i had and there was one that stood out and that is and i'm so sorry i didn't even save your name because i've deleted everything uh gentleman is he he messaged me and he said "Freddie, what do you think of the the yamaha tenere 700 rally um and i i had a look at it it looks great he then he then said he was going to a dealership to have a look at it and i Literally the next day, I think he said, no, could not resist it, ended up buying it. Now, I don't know a huge amount about the Yamaha Yamaha Tenere and specifically the Rally Edition. So after having a look at it, I've got to say, I I hugely see the appeal, so much so that I do want to mention it on this week's episode. So this is, uh, let me read a bit about this because it's got some history here, this bike. The Tenere Tenere. 700 rally edition this is from yamaha's website when the first dakar rally took place back in 1979 it gave the yamaha xt a chance to prove itself in the world's toughest race XT riders won this legendary event in 1979 and 1980 and inspired the development of the original Ténéré in 1983 Yamaha's iconic adventure bike that changed the world of motorcycling and this one the rally edition it's it's taken what is already a pretty good looking bike and for me it's just turned it into looks wise a timeless classic. It's got white and red colouring. It's got the most heavy duty sump guard I think I've ever seen on any bike at all. Really good, strong looking aluminium covering all of the front, almost from where the mud guard stops all the way back, almost to where the end of the centre stand would sit. Although of course, with that sump guard, you're not going to have a centre stand. Now it is, I think they've got it into a fairly interesting point here because this is 11,200 pounds for this bike, which I think is is fair enough value. It's 205 kilos, uh, you know, it yeah, it probably is. It, uh, it's borderline, isn't it? You know, if you want to go off-roading, You know ideally maybe wanted a bit lighter but it's okay at that it's got about 70 let's have a look at this horsepower i think it's about 74 72 horsepower which which is okay they haven't you know they haven't pushed this into some thousand cc 130 horsepower beast about 70 horsepower you know that's that's okay that's okay i think they've got a fairly nice price point here and of course it's the seven or the six eight nine cc engine it's euro five of course it's a two cylinder liquid cooled bike and it is an interesting you know, I think that will age incredibly well. I also think, yes, it's probably a bit more powerful than maybe I've been talking about uh, as a bike that's genuinely fun for off-roading. But in today's day and age, when a lot of these adventure bikes around about 1000cc, 100 horsepower plus, uh, I think this is a a fairly nice balance here with the Tenere. And it, it did get me thinking, let me just have a very quick look and see what what there is out there so it's 11,200 pounds new i think that's a, a pretty fair price but is there something is there something we can find here used on auto trader that could potentially be a a good enough substitute for for the brand new 11,200 pound one so i'm looking at they start off for a a 2019, 2020 model Tenere, 7,400 pounds. Again, still the 700cc bike, all in black, crash bars that go all the way up the side, right up until the, the windscreen. And it's still actually, it's, it's quite a good looking bike, this. I like it, it looks rugged, it looks tough. And the key for me when I look at these bikes I really, really want a bike in an adventure bike. For one, that I I think that I could take off-road, but secondly, I want a bike that when I look at it, it encourages some off-roading and I'm not afraid to scratch and biff it up because I want to be able to drop a bike off-roading. I want to be able to do that because I want to be able to push my limit and drop it and laugh. And when I look at the Tenere 700, yeah, I think it could do that, it's got that rugged workmanlike style about it. And I like it. So that, that's, that's an interesting looking bike actually, even brand new. Scram 411 on finance. I mean, uh, you know, it's still at the back of my mind that, I just can't get that out of my head when you're looking at about 111 pounds a month. I've got to move on from that. There is another bike now that's come out recently. And this is one of the best looking adventure bikes that I've probably ever seen. And it's the Ducati Desert X. This is Ducati's brand new uh, adventure bike. And I think I saw somewhere someone saying it's Ducati's first ever purpose-built off-roading bike. I know they've got the scrambler. But someone said this is the first ever purpose-built off-roading bike, which is quite interesting. Quick, Quick overview on the specs here. 937cc. 110 horsepower and 202 kilos so in fact sorry i will just i may just shut the windows here i think someone started some drilling they are you know i'm it's a great looking bike i know it will be a brilliant bike on the road it will be incredible Oh, but it's so big let me know what your thoughts on this is for adventure bikes that that is a really really big bike and you know, when I was off-roading yesterday in, in the Lithuanian countryside, I there were a couple of times that I was having to manhandle the bike. I, for example, once was going down a steep sandy bank and I started losing the back of it and Monica was actually filming me and she was laughing away, but I was never intimidated by it. I was never scared because the bike's a manageable size and it doesn't have too much power and it's not expensive. It was It was funny, it was good because I I was never worried. But if I'm on this, let's have a look at the price here. The Ducati Desert X, okay. Okay, it's standard price with nothing added. It's 14,000 pounds. I mean, that's that's the price of a fairly decent car. If I'm coming down that same sandy bank, on the Ducati Desert X, and I don't think, uh, see, and it doesn't even have crash bars, you know, to protect the fairings, lovely white fairings, doesn't even have the crash bars as standard. So if I'm coming down the sandy bank on that, I'm gonna be freaking out, really, really freaking out, Uh, unpleasantly so, there would have been Not anywhere near as much joy riding that as the Scram because I'd just be so scared, so, so scared. If you want to put on one of the packs on this Desert X, let's have a look, I'll configure this. I mean, I like it. It's a really, really nice bike. It looks really good. Um, But you know, there are packs here where you can get, for example, an extra, extra strong, I think, sump guard and you can get some panniers about two thousand pounds a pack can add on so before you know it with this desert x you can be at sixteen thousand pounds and i'm sure the bike's worth it because it's it looks incredible ducati are amazing it will be a very very good bike but for what i'm looking for here some simple honest weekend fun these kinds of adventure bikes the ducati desert x for me, in the situation I'm in, for what maybe I'm open-minded to, uh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's too too fabulous a bike for uh, for dropping and scratching and worrying about. I admire it though. If I had the money and there was no issue at all, I, I may even consider one of those. But for a bit of rough and tough on the weekend. Mm, I don't think, I don't think it will work. It's a bike that in reality will be used for uh, for the roads. And if it is for off-roading, well, number one, you'd have to be very brave and, and fine with doing a fair amount of bodywork, uh, maintenance and repairs, if, if you like to keep it looking good. Or secondly, you will keep it for very, very soft off-roading. And the problem with that is, for very soft off-roading, well, a bike like my Bonneville can handle soft off-roading perfectly happily with no issue at all. I want to do a little bit more than soft off-roading that my Bonneville can perfectly easily do. And that's the predicament. Okay, there's another. Mm. Oh, there are two more. In fact, there are three more. Three more I want to, I want to quickly talk about. One, the Husqvarna Norden. That's a 900cc bike. It's 105 horsepower and it's 218 kilos. It's 12,000 pounds though. So it is 2,000 pounds less than Ducati. It's a very good looking bike, that Husqvarna. It's it's got a retro style in a, a kind of ultra modern twist to it. It really is a very good looking bike. I would say, excuse me, the two best looking adventure bikes out there right now um, by a country mile in my eyes, the Husqvarna Norden and the Ducati desertex they are the best they've they've been very brave and taken the the traditional what we know now as to be a traditional styled adventure bike and they've pushed pushed on with this neo retro style that looks completely superb. I love it, I love it, oh, but then I forgot about that. Oh, that new Tenere, that's very good looking as well. Okay, maybe chuck in the Tenere Rally as well, but that there's some good-looking bikes at the moment. Now, it's £12,000, but again, you know, it's a 900cc bike and it's 105 horsepower. And it's 218 kilos. It's a big beast. So you're going to have exactly the same problems there as with the Desert X. Aprilia have come along with something quite interesting. That is the Aprilia... Tuareg, I'm sure that's the name of a VW 4x4, Aprilia Tuareg. It's 204 kilos, so it's not light, but it's 79 horsepower. So I think probably slightly more sensible horsepower for doing some off-roading. And it's 650 CC. I haven't got this up yet, let me have a look. Aprilia Aprilia Tuareg uh price uk i'm hoping it would be under 10k yeah it is mm, that that's that's interesting it's nine thousand two hundred ninety nine pounds for the aprilia Tuareg 660 so 660 cc engine i like the look of this i think if i can remember correctly i think it was bike or ride magazine this came as one of the runners-up for bike of the year it's a good looking bike may not have the the immediate wow factor of uh, of the husqvarna and the desert x but it's a it's a good looking bike i think that's a really tempting looking bike actually and at that price point under 10k yeah i like that a lot I like that a lot. Very nice. That that would potentially be in my shortlist. Um, the problem with all of this, with all of it, is even the cheapest one here at 9000, what did I say, just under 10k for the Aprilia. Uh, and even that, in fact, I've just seen even that 9,300, even that's a sale price of about 1,300 off the original 10,600. So let's say, let's say 10,000 pounds, for example, for the cheapest bike that I've mentioned here, if we forget about the Scram 411, 10,000 pounds. There's one other I wanted to chat about, and that's a bike that I rode about a year and a half ago, and it is the big brother, the older brother of the Scram411. I know I've mentioned it before on this channel, but hmm, this this is ticking a lot of boxes in my mind. I'm sure you can guess what it is. It's brand new price, 4,700 pounds. It is 400cc, it's 24 horsepower. You know, Royal Enfield Himalayan. A bike so cheap that it's under half the price of the cheapest model I've mentioned here, the Aprilia Twig. You could go out and buy two Royal Enfield Himalayans and go on a holiday for the weekend to Tenerife for the price of the cheapest bike that I've mentioned here today. You know, at this price with, and bear in mind, it's 4,700 pounds, the Himalayan, but it comes with crash bars. It's not like the Ducati. Desertex where you have to pay for the privilege to have crash bars protecting your bike the himalayan comes as standard with crash bars right up until the uh, the windscreen protecting the the entirety of the bike and I went in, when I went into Kemoto in Lithuania, where they sell Royal Enfields, I spoke to Rokas, who's the sales manager of Royal Enfield. He's got a Himalayan, he he drops it, he throws into puddles, he takes it off-roading, and it looks even better for it. So this ticks all of the boxes that I'm thinking. The price is incredible. You will not mind at all dropping it and it looks great and it's got the right amount of power and you can get it for 4,700 pounds, which will be about 113 pounds a month if you buy it brand new. But let me have a look. Let me just have a quick look. I know that used vehicle prices, are, are just staying so ridiculously high. I mean, for example, this isn't me bragging about being a good investor in vehicles because I'm useless. I lose all my money on it. But the Fiat 500 that, uh, that Monica and I bought about four years ago for £2,000, well, they're still going for exactly the same price four years on. The Triumph Bonneville that I bought about three and a half years ago, still going for 4K, effectively what I paid for it, for three years ago. Prices are not budging at all. Let's see if we can get something here with the Royal Enfield. I don't know if I hold up much hope because I know they've got a good following. Royal Enfield, Himalayan. I'm actually surprised here. There are quite a few, quite a few for sale, 134. That's quite interesting. Okay, 134 available, so there's no shortage of choice here. They start at £4,700 brand new. You can pick up, first off the line, 2018 model. This is the year they came out, and they've just dropped below £3,000. You can find one here, £2,999. There's nothing that can beat that. It's in grey, like a camo grey tank. It's got, it's got a, a windshield. It's got really high suspension travel. It's got the sump guard as standard. It's got the crash bars everywhere. It's got a rear rack. It's got the rear seat for a pillion. It's got the semi off-roading tires. It looks brilliant. That's the bike. I I would find it really really difficult to come up with any other answer. For some good, simple off-roading fun, and also a bike that genuinely can just about do everything. It can be a weekend commute, it can be a touring bike, an adventure bike, off-road fun. You don't mind if you drop it. It's versatile, it's cheap to run, cheap to maintain. I don't know how you argue with that at under £3,000. There's one other one, actually, because I do like black. Let me just open this one up. If you're willing to pay a little bit more for £3,295, there's one in all black. And it looks absolutely brilliant. Really brilliant. I think I don't think there's anything that can match that. I think that would be the one I would go for. There's one other one I wanted to do just before. Just before I finish. Let me just do one final check on this. Because if we're talking about workhorses of a bike, I I must mention this one and that is the Honda Transalp because it's a bike, as you know, I tested in Tenerife and I had a lot of fun with that, doing a bit of soft off-roading. That is a bike that you really, you feel like you can take that off-roading. It's just got that vibe about it. You can get a 650, you can get a 700cc actually. 700cc Honda Transalp for three and a half K it's a nice looking bike 2008 model 59 horsepower 680 cc makes a lot of sense with those specs and it even comes with panniers so that could be your one and only bike put some slightly more off-road focused tires on and that's a perfectly decent bike Um, i tell you what i have to squeeze this in there's one more i've wanted to talk about as well today and that is the ducati scrambler 800. Let me have a look at this. Is, is that also potential? Ducati scrambler 800. I'll check it out as a used proposition because new I'm sure that's going to be just top of my head that that'll be 10 K or so I'm sure. But if we go Ducati scrambler What's the cheapest Ducati Scrambler 800 out there? Four and a half thousand. That's quite tempting for a 2015 model, so seven years old, 800cc, 75 horsepower with just 6,000 miles on the clock. It's got completely road tyres on this one, but it's got that high front mudguard, high rear mudguard. Good looking bike. That, that would be in the list as well. And I'll do one final one here. One final one, still Ducati Scrambler. And I've ridden one of these very briefly for about, uh, about one and a half minutes. What about the Ducati Scrambler 400? This is the smaller 400cc version. But actually I'm looking at it now and that's exactly the same price as the, it's very interesting. That is exactly the same price as the 800 cc version and there's only one of them available i guess that must be because it's a2 license compliant um so it will appeal to uh, to more people i would stick with the 800 then okay i'll wrap it up there my findings and my conclusions after looking at everything if i were to look for a bike that i'm happy to rough up that you you can genuinely have fun with off-roading i don't think there's anything else that can come close to a used, even a new, Royal Enfield Himalayan or the Scram 411. Let me know if you think there's a bike out there that can do everything. You can do some touring on it, you can commute on it, and at the weekend, you can take it off-roading and not worry if you drop it. Let me know, I would be fascinated. And, and I'll, if I hear anything that I really like to sound I'll share it next week, I'll be fascinated to hear. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. Have an amazing week all. Have a brilliant week's riding. And I'll speak to you next week.